Hello, this is Lifting Radio. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I'm convinced that as you listen to Pastor Femi Emmanuel of Living Spring Chapel International, you will be lifted and inspired. And so you hit the subscribe button to get notifications of new podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Femi Emanuel and on Instagram at the Real Femi Emanuel. You can also join our live services at www.youtube.com slash the family manual. You are lifted. Giving praise and adoration to that God that can do what no man can do. All over the world, let's give him praise. Wherever you are connecting, whatever country, whatever city, Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. All our online members and viewers in all Living Spring Chapel assemblies and house fellowship centers, let's give him praise. Let's give him adoration. Only God can do what no man can do, and he has been doing it. Watching over us, protecting us, providing for us, setting us free giving us enablement divine empowerment we slept, we woke up we went out, we came back we traveled, we returned only God some others are dying but not us not our people we took ill, he healed us we were sinners, he forgave us for the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary for the resurrection, for our justification, for the hope of heaven, everyday support, everyday help, everyday assistance over your children, over your job, over your home, over your ministry, everything in life. Lord, we give you praise. We come before him always from praise. He says, enter his gate with thanksgiving in your heart and into his court with praise. Give him your own personal praise. Give him your own personal praise. Today is another day to give him corporate praise, individual praise, wherever we are. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we give him thanks. In Jesus' name, we give him praise. Today, God will bless all. Everyone will receive a special, a special touch from God. God will heal you where you hurt. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, where you are hurt, there will be healing. The poor shall be set free from poverty. The lifted shall be further lifted. No one shall be left out in what God will do here today all shall be blessed in the name of jesus let your amen draw a miracle from heaven let your amen convince god that you mean it put your hands together for the lord you are all welcome help me welcome two or three persons by just nodding to them just giving them a nod to welcome them to this service and everyone Wherever you are, you are welcome. Worship team, God bless you. Musicians, God bless you. You are welcome. Now, let's get into the ministrations of today. Our focus remains stronger together. Stronger together. This month, we are on the power of oneness. The power, the force behind oneness, the mystery behind oneness. When a people, a group of people, a family decides to be united, the power behind it. Mark 3, 24. Mark chapter 3, verse 24. Jesus talking there, he said, And if a kingdom be divided against himself, that kingdom cannot stand. Divided will fall, or division will fall. It's only unity or those that are united that can stand. Division means different visions. Different visions. 
two, three or more people that are supposed to see a thing and pull a thing in the same way when they see differently and pull differently what will be the result that's what we want to talk about two people three people or more people a team a community a husband and a wife two friends partners in business that are supposed to see thing, a thing the same way speak the same language about the thing and pull in the same direction now begin to see differently and they are pulling in opposite direction what will be the result of that venture of that marriage of that family of that community of that effort that is what we are about sharing and i title today's ministration the evils of division the setbacks of division of disunity the fallout the negative effect the shortages the sufferings the setback that division or disunity brings to a people and i want every one of us to listen very attentively this may be what your life has been waiting for this may be what your marriage your venture your business your life your career has been waiting for the evils of disunity if two people that are supposed to see together and pull together begin to see differently and pull differently what will be the effect and today i'm looking at the evil effect of disunity in general disunity in general the evil effect in general in the society in the community in marriage in a family in an organization in a business venture in a nation the evil effect next tuesday or sunday on sunday we'll be looking at the evil effect of disunity in the church setting in the church situation what will be the effect when a church last sunday we talked about the power of a united church when there is division in a church what will be the fallout but today we are looking at the evil effect of disunity uh in general in different aspects of life and like i said this affects all aspects of our lives all aspects of our lives i said the other time whatever take more than one person to do requires agreement whatever take more than one person any race any voyage any business any venture any assignment any ministry any pursuit that takes more than one person to do there must be agreement there must be unity there must be cooperation for the thing to move forward matthew 18 19 he said if two of you shall agree and touch anything if two of you shall agree to run a business if you of you shall agree to marry and raise a family if two of you shall agree to run a vision you apply it to every area of life if two of you shall agree as touching anything pursuing a vision and you agree under the sun there is nothing which they decide to do that will not be possible so what devastation will come if two people that are supposed to be in agreement disagrees if it takes more than you to do you need the other fellow to agree with you write that down don't forget that i said that and i have seen many people who because they could not fall in line with this law with this principle they ran a solitary life a solitary life individualistic life they can't work with anybody nobody can work with them because they lack the understanding that it is a reality of life that whatever you want to do that takes more than you you will need to meet the other person halfway you cannot insist in having your way all the time it will take a compromise it will take sin into the mind of other people agreeing with them even if that is not what you had wanted to do originally you know i keep saying when talking about marriage if two people in marriage 
insist on having their ways, they will soon part ways. Insist that it is me that is right. It is you and it's irreconcilable. They will soon part ways. And I've seen people who have suffered reverses. People who have been mighty and distinguished. But because they lack the ability of a team spirit, they lack the grace to cooperate with other people, they remain a dwarf when they should have been flying like an eagle. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. I remember one time, wanted to set a, co- up a committee in one of our churches. And there was a particular sister, very dear daughter. And I said, you are going to head this committee and you're going to suggest some other people that will join the committee. He said, no, daddy, I, I work best alone. I, I am at my best alone. Let me, let me, just leave it for me. I, I know what to do. I said, no, church is not run that way. Church is not run that way. Church is run team. People form team, house, cell, department, zone. You can't form a whole choir alone. And they say, well, each time people, we always, we always fall apart. They always disagree with me. I always disagree with them. I said, that is a sickness, daughter. That's an affliction that needs healing. And I want to say to you all today, she must be close to 50 now, not yet married. You, you can't get anybody to marry that way. I, I work alone. I, I, I work best alone. There are certain things you can do alone, limited. But if you want to do anything loud, anything serious, anything monumental, you need more than you. And if it takes more than you, then you must learn how to cooperate with some other people in what you are doing. You cannot always have your way. If not, things will not run correctly. The devastating effect of division. When people are supposed to work together and they work differently. What are the effects? Number one, lack of progress. There will be no progress. There will be no profit. Or there will be reduced progress or reduced profit. Proverbs 14 verse 23. Proverbs 14 verse 23. He said, in all labors... There is profit in all labor. There is profit. There is profit in all labor. That is what is supposed to be. That is the divine order. When you labor, you are supposed to have profit. Paul writing somewhere in the epistles, he says, He that does not work, let him not eat. It means he that works must eat in all labor they are a profit but it depends on two conditions two very important conditions the divine order is that if you work hard if you labor well you should have profit but that is also guided by two very important things number one if you labor hard in the right direction if you labor well labor hard work well work hard and work within the principles that make that assignment succeed every assignment in life has what makes it to succeed i cannot say that too many times enough i have taught you that again and again when we were doing work creation in all areas of life every assignment under the sun has certain laws Call it keys. Call it factors that makes it succeed. Certain principles. Hard work alone does not make a person succeed. It must be hard work in the right direction. It must be hard work bearing in mind the ethics, the ethos, the ethos, the laws that make that thing succeed. Every assignment in life has certain things you must combine combine certain laws you must obey divine and natural laws must work together to make that assignment succeed in all labors there are profit provided that you apply the correct principles that run that aspect i give you an illustration simple illustration for instance trading if you are a trader that is simple enough for anybody to understand. If you make trading your pursuit, commerce, buying and selling, 
if that is what you want to pursue to earn a living and make impact beautiful beautiful but there are certain laws there are certain keys there are certain factors that will make you succeed in that trading number one is knowledge of the trade you must have the knowledge of the trade don't ever operate in ignorance don't ever operate as an ignorant ignoramus you must have the knowledge of trading you must train for it and and better still have a mentor that will put you through you must study and trade you must have this skill there is a skill behind every assignment no assignment is easy you will need to train for it you need to have somebody who have already succeeded you need to study for it so you need the knowledge apart from knowledge you need correct pricing ah trading there is what is called price war if you price yourself out of the market you will lack customers because that is a feed with stiff competition and buyers always want to make comparison by the time you are labeled as greedy greedy profiteering not only will your customers not come again they will help you to announce that part part of you they say ah that price they will not have other people to come and these are the things that make some people close shop and they say it is the devil or the witches and wizards behind them you must understand the ethics the laws the modus operandi in that assignment so correct pricing you won't price yourself out of the market because you want to make all the profit at once it won't work so there must be correct pricing then you must be well stocked when they come they must they should find what they want they should, don't don't sell emptiness everyone that comes oh, is it's out of stock is out of stock out of stock is not what you are selling so you must be well stocked and you must be well located there is what is called market every product has its own market so if you want to sell and sell well you locate your shop in the market where such goods or articles are sold i've said this taught us this before just refreshing our mind and i've seen people who said you see i have gone to bless some people's shop just open a new shop to sell a particular product and he said pastor I, I am the only one in this environment this shop is the only one selling this type i said you won't sell here you won't sell if you are the only one here because there is a market there's what is called market for every product we are in a bad isn't it so if you want to sell raw food which is the market nobody need to don't come and open your own at the Ojo road here and think somebody will come if it is textile where is the market well like the market isn't it what do they sell at election lawyer different market different product has its market that's why if you are wise no matter how much the shop cost there you find one there it's a natural market people will come naturally you won't be looking for customers to come because anyone that wants to buy clothing materials he goes to a lesson lawyer that's that's the house of it that's why you see varieties if it is full stuff they sell it little by little everywhere but the main market is bodida the same thing all over the cities and nations of the world you must have that correct mentality i am just using that as an illustration ditto for all other issues of life ditto for all other assignment of life there are basic laws and principles guiding the profitable operation of everything you want to be a trader you must have good customer relationship good customer relationship you must be friendly you must be lively you must respond on time to their request they say in business the customer is king so you must celebrate your customers so that they keep coming that is just for an illustration the same thing for all other issues of life number two thing that may set this law aside 
the law of in every labor there is profit is division this division we are talking about it is true it is a divine law that in every labor there must be profit provided there there is no division or disunity in the teamwork there will be profit there will be reward provided that there is no disunity partners or people laboring together but divided in their mind and in their heart we have no profit and it is a mind issue once you are divided in your mind once you don't see the same way you don't agree together to run it the same way you are already divided and the promised profit cannot come because there is a division unity or togetherness is a heart issue is a heart issue someone said the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart and i said i believe i agree the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart once the hearts are not together once the minds begin to see things differently you know we don't see with our eyes we see with our minds our mind sees sees it first before our physical eyes we pick it up and the man goes where the mind goes it is the mind that drives the man once the mind the minds are not together the hearts are not together things begin to fall apart it starts from the mind it affects the hand and affects the result once you are speaking different languages you can't pull far you remember the tower of babel genesis 11 all that god did was just to confuse their language they were no longer speaking in the same tongue seeing the same way and what happened the tower of babel venture became a nullity ditto for all aspects of life number two beside lack of progress there will be loss of energy once there is disunity or division there will be loss of energy dissipation of energy in whatever thing you are pushing when a team pulls in different directions they will it the war becomes a tug of war instead of work in pleasure it becomes a tug of war how many of us have seen this tug of war game before you attended nyc orientation camp and all the rest of it two groups fooling in different direction they call it tug of war that is what many businesses have become that's what many marriages have become instead of pleasure they have pressure because they are pulling in two different directions so it becomes a tug of war they can't have profit this thing called division is a virus don't let it attack you don't let it attack your marriage attack your family or whatever you do don't turn your life into a tug of war energies are dissipated number three time is wasted time is wasted and time is a major resource in all issues of life in life time is a major thing time is money the time they needed to cooperate to discuss to strategize to plan and execute their plans will be used in arguments when you see unending argument everybody is standing on his own point everyone is seeing it from his own point of view and is not going to let go for the other person he wants to prove he wants to win the argument and that is the time that would have been used in pulling resources together in strategizing in planning and executing their plans once there is division time is wasted times is wasted wasted in contention wasted in argument because of disagreement time is wasted money is wasted space is gone they will lose goodwill they will lose commitment they will lose support nothing really can be done not no progress can be recorded when a group of people that are supposed to see things together and pull in the same way are terribly divided in picking a team to work with mind this key mind this key in picking a team 
in the community, in the church, in your business, in picking a team to run your vision, please be careful that members of your team are people of the same mindset. People who see things the same way. If not, you spend the whole time arguing and arguing and arguing. I always say to you as single people, don't marry a man. If when you are in courtship, it is so-so argument. A man or a woman that you argue with, or you argue almost on everything. You want to go out. Which road to take is an argument. You want to buy a thing. The color is an argument. You want to fix a date to see an uncle. Agreeing on the day or the time is argument. When it is that... Marriage don't change people. <laughs> it is, in fact, it adds to the crisis. Uh, and it is not that anything is wrong with both of you. You are okay. And many times such people are born again, speaking in tongues, walking in the church. It's just that you are not packaged the same way. You are not meant for each other. So don't, don't, because every crisis marriage has foundational problems. The Bible says in Proverbs, in Psalm 11 verse 3, when the foundation is faulty. So if the foundation is not based on seeing things the same way, don't ever say I do to a man or a woman in marriage if you don't see things, at least most of the things the same way. Most of the things. And don't go into marriage and say, just because I want to marry him, just because I want to marry her, but I know that we never see things the same way, we argue a lot, but I will keep quiet. So that at least, let me marry. Let me marry. <laughs> ah. In fact, you will, not, you will not be yourself. That man will take life out of you. That woman will take life out of you. And there will be occasional outbursts. At a point when you cannot take it anymore. When you can no longer pretend that you have emotions. There will be occasional and people will think something is wrong with you. Agreement. Unity is so crucial number four resources are wasted resources will be wasted because of disagreement money space i think i have mentioned that number five is abandonment abandonment when division leading to arguments becomes so sharp the project the programs the journey the marriage Whatever you can fix in is always abandoned. What followed is abandonment. Act chapter 15, verse 39. Act 15, 39. I want us to please take this teaching serious. These are the canker worms that destroy the entire fabric of the union, of the society, of the community, of the business. When disagreement, disunity, never say things together, thinking differently, becomes so deep, it, re, uh, it results into abandonment of the project. When you have irreconcilable differences, even in the law court, one of the basis of uh, separation, pronouncement, allowing divorce in court is irreconcilable differences. They can't reconcile. Everyone is full of himself. Everyone is full of herself. Mine is the right thing. Mine is the right way. The judge will say, due to irreconcilable differences, you are hereby separated. It's one of the foundations for divorce you see all over. Because people overlook it. Act 15.39. Let me show you an instance, even from the Bible. Act 15.39. And the contention, the disagreement, the sharp differences were so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Can you see? The division, the contention. These were born again, or was Paul not born again? Was Mark not born again? That we are born again does not mean we have become robots. Everyone still have his own person, his own personal way of doing things. It is as we grow in the Lord, 
we allow brokenness. We allow the power of God to take away certain aspect that is negative. And then we ask God for his grace to imbibe the other aspect, the other virtue that is good in us. The division became so sharp, leading to contention. The Bible says there are contention. Contention became so loud, so great, and they had to separate. These are the two people the Holy Ghost said, Acts chapter 13, said, as they fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost said, separate ye me, Paul and Barnabas. For the journey we are on to, I have called them. Can anybody hear the Holy Ghost louder than that? Can it be God better than that? And yet, at a point, the division, the contention became so sharp that they separated. The fact that the Holy Ghost said was put aside. But thank God because later on you will read that Paul was himself asking for Mark to come back because it's so useful for me. But that is to show you that we are in the same church we are in marriage, we are born again, we speak in tongue, we love God, we fear God, has not removed the fact that we are human beings. And it must be possible for you to submit. That's why he said, wife, submit unto your own husband. Submission is not easy. Is it easy? Women, is it easy? It's never been easy. And it will not be easy. And because some people cannot pay that price, the marriage crumbled uh, this is my advice and this is my experience whenever God asks us to do a thing like Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 that I, just, that I just quoted now wives submit yourself to your own husband there are some people that are so difficult to submit to even if you put your head down and they are climbing it you have not done enough but he said submit so in such cases you go to God and ask God for the grace he said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You go to God and ask God for the grace. Lord, this is a difficult task. This is a difficult... Do you know certain human beings are so difficult? Have you met difficult human beings before? A boss, a neighbor, an aunt, a niece, an uncle, a friend, a teacher, a lecturer. How many of you have met difficult human beings before? Ah, cacao! And if you have to remain there to conclude what you are doing, for instance, a lecturer that is so tough, your professor supervising your project, you don't want to abandon your project, you will need to ask God for the grace. Marriage is also a good example. If you were not knowledgeable to hear what you are hearing like I'm teaching it now, and you sheepishly ignorantly many times foolishly get married to the wrong person and the bible says god hates divorce the only way and the easiest way is to go to god and be asking for grace grace for me to be dead to that aspect that i had wanted to change in him that i cannot change i had wanted to change in her that I cannot change i i give i keep giving you my example all the time my wife will have to keep forgiving me you know, I said to you, I even wrote it in my book, that a time came in our marriage, the early stage of our marriage, when we were always in contention, always in disagreement, always, always disagreeing. And the time came, I think about, about eight years or ten years or so, and I said to her, everything you had wanted to change in me all these years, you have prayed. You have fasted. We have quarreled. We have abused each other. And yet, you can't get it to change in me. It becomes your cross. Oh. Ask God to give you grace to carry that cross. And everything I had wanted to change in you, see change in you. I have done all the shakaras. I have done all the things. I have rejected your food many times. I have come quarreling. We have shouted on each other. We have taken ourselves to our pastors. The Jinodu has sat over us many times. And I am not able to change in you. I ask God for the grace to accept. Change what you cannot, what you can change, whatever you cannot change, ask God for the grace. And that is what has kept that marriage for 37 years. From then on, 
the problems was not solved in one day but it became easier and easier and better and better from then on grace somebody shout grace somebody shout grace i don't know who god sent me to today i know this must be for somebody this must be for somebody whatever you cannot change ask god for the grace to cope provided that it will not take your life provided that it is not an abusive marriage provided that it will not take you out of the kingdom of god those are the two things if your life is threatened i have said to you don't speak in tongues speak to your legs if your life is threatened dead people don't sit down to settle quarrel no ah, because of my children i don't want to leave my children when he kills you somebody else will take care of those children now if he threatens your life don't stay there saying god will supply the grace and if it will take you from the kingdom of god it will take you from serving jesus if we take if you will take you away from faith there is nothing big enough in life to take you away from the kingdom of god nothing not even marriage nothing nothing not job not the amount of salary you are being paid not what you stand to gain as material profit nothing is big enough not position not status not friendship nothing is big enough to take you out of jesus and take you to hell no matter how long we live here or not we will live longer in eternity no matter how long we live our life here on earth is a dress rehearsal for our eternal home let nothing take paul the apostle said what can separate me from the love of christ is it hunger is it penury is it persecution is it nakedness he he listed all the listables and then he ruled a line none of this none of this can take me away from the love of christ don't let any man don't let money don't let marriage don't let relationship don't let position don't let anything in life take you out of christ out of christ is hell don't let anything take you out of that bearing that grace is available to cope with certain situations in life that we cannot help coping with abandonment when the differences are so sharp irreconcilable that is what you see abandoned projects abandoned programs abandoned pro, uh, uh, journeys abandoned marriage abandoned children because of irreconcilable differences this is a very very crucial matter please think about it that is the meaning of failure when differences are so sharp number six is it will result in compromising your stand your stand things you believe in you stand for your policy sometimes it is compromised because you have team up with friends and partners and people that you don't see together next is that number six enemies will take advantage enemies will take advantage once the team can no longer move together the partners can no longer see things together the enemy takes advantage the devil is not as powerful as some people had made the devil to be the devil is not omnipotent the devil is not omnipresent present everywhere at the same time only god has that power the devil is not omniscient he doesn't know everything no he doesn't have all the powers but he takes advantage of things like this when people allow flesh allow ignorance sheepishly moved into what they should not move into and there is this disagreement there is this unity everybody goes his own way the devil take advantage and it appears the devil is so powerful no the devil is not that powerful except you allow him issues like this makes the enemy to take advantage of people and devastate them take that i have seen ministry abandoned because of disagreement that is why you don't run a ministry or form a ministry in partnership 
say we are we are we are associates you know we are we are equal partners in this ministry <laughs> they will soon fight nobody will be able to say to it no god doesn't make it that way god does not call the multitude he called a person and as many as are called by god to run the vision comes into the vision there must always be a moses there must always be a peter please understand how things the things of god and the things of life there are ways things of life run and there are ways the things of god run enemy takes advantage when two people that are supposed to run the same vision that are supposed to run the same project that are supposed to live their life together as husband and wives can no longer agree cannot see eye to eye the enemy comes in and take over the children and mesmerize their lives and their beautiful vision the beautiful dream two are better than one if two of you shall agree and ask for anything under the sun i will do it those beautiful pictures those great possibilities and opportunities are wasted because of irreconcilable differences please take this message very very serious take it very very serious the last thing that happens for today is that it results into failure results are compromised and failure certain great result great dreams are doomed because two people or three people or a group of people or a committee of people or a community of people or a nation i have seen nations gone to war trust africa look at various wars that have been fought on the soil of africa in african continent most of the times you see two leaders one a rebel wanting to take over the government and two people two leaders will lead their nations to war wasting hundreds of thousands of lives shattering the whole country slowing down the progress because of two swollen headed leaders who just say no it must be my own no it must be my way and before you know it he gathered his own rebel gathered his own soldiers and they lead the nation into war and you know the aftermath of war lives are ruined men and women are killed orphans and widows and just because of this virus differences disunity something that will have been solved over a meeting on a table okay i go midway you go straight way i cannot have my way on all you can't have your way can we find a mid road can we find the middle of the journey can you did i release this can i release this and move the marriage forward and move the nation forward and move the community forward and move the agenda forward and move the department forward and move the committee forward on the altar of differences and disunity the dream is killed failure comes in husband and wife that will have been basking in the euphoria of success train great children build their investments labor early in life and have a restful old age they abandon all that they fail in every department just because they cannot reconcile even god almighty has to reconcile with men jesus was sent to reconcile us back to god that is how powerful unity or reconciliation can be jesus became a bridge between god and man and in christ he reconciled man or man human being back to himself please i want every one of us if you got anything out of this message and you are affected in one way or the other maybe you need to reconcile parents children and their parents husband and wives partners departments in church communities nations maybe you just have to swallow the pride a little ask god for grace and reconcile so that you can pick up the momentum so that your result is not aborted so that the enemy does not take advantage of you because of your differences the bible says the contention was so sharp and i begin to wonder where was peter and john and james they must have tried their best but two people insisting on having their ways will soon part ways don't forget that i said that 
and great apostle Paul, Paul, great one, and Barnabas, they separated. Everybody went his own way. That will not be your marriage portion. That will not be your business portion. In the name of Jesus. You are going to pray today as we round up and say, Oh Lord, the enemy will never have his way in all my affairs. The enemy must not have his way. Must not take advantage of me, of my house, of my family, my children, my marriage, my business, my career, my program. Never. You are going to pray. Lord, let the virus of disunity die. Just like we are praying for coronavirus disease to die, disunity, division is also a virus. Attacking life's programs, attacking destinies, attacking homes, attacking businesses, attacking platforms, and, and all kinds of things, and devastating it. Lord, let the virus of disunity die in my space. Anyway, I'm connected to. Rise up, everybody, and let us pray. Rise up, everybody, and let us pray. You will cry to God, Oh Lord, let not the enemy take advantage of me. Let not the enemy take advantage of my family. The enemy will not have his way in my family, in my life, in my business, in my organization, anything connected with me. Satan, I say, No way. Take away your ugly hand. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Decree and declare that the enemy will never have his way have his way in my life, in my things, in my home, in my programs, in our ministry, in our setup, in our setting. You will never have your way. Sometimes the devil set people against one another to create division so that he can divide them and have his way and devastate them. Never in my family, among my children. There are children, siblings that never see eye to eye. Siblings. Never see eye to eye. Friends, partners, never see eye to eye. In my space, I forbid for the enemy to have his way in any way. Satan, you will not have any room in my life, in my family, in my calling, in my destiny. Anything that has to do with me. Can you commit your business, your organization, your outfit, your platform, your network? I don't know what you do that requires more than you alone more than you alone and if by the grace of god you are having it good in your marriage in your company in your outfit ask god for more grace ask god for more grace to be better united more cohesion more oneness more love more understanding of each other in all the status of life in all the aspects of life there are certain communities they never make progress because they are divided they are never united God, I command tonight, the enemy will never have his way in my space. Anything that has to do with me, you better pray. Pray over there in the United Kingdom. Pray in USA. Pray in Zimbabwe. Pray in South Africa. Pray all over Africa. Pray all over Nigeria. Pray in Australia. Pray in Canada. Pray in Dublin. Everywhere you are connected. As I begin Sweden, pray. The enemy will never have his way to divide us, disunite us in my family, in my setting, in everything connected to me. In Jesus' name, pray again. Let the virus of disunity die in all I do. In all I do. In all I am connected with. In all that is connected to me. Virus of disunity. You will never have your way. You will never have your way. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead disunity no way no way the virus of irreconcilable differences in my home in our church in my department in my house cell in my zone where i am involved no way say resist the devil it will flee from you can you resist the devil in your home in your business in all you do can you begin to resist the devil now it will flee it will run is not omnipresent is not omnipotent is not omniscience no no way no way in jesus name we pray finally say oh lord let the spirit of oneness let the spirit of unity rule and reign in my affairs rule and reign in my marriage in my home in our church 
in my community in my business whatever that business is committed to god you can't do it alone you can't run it alone and the people that must run it with you must unite with you or you unite with the people you are running with oh lord let the spirit of oneness and unity be released is an anointing is an anointing between a husband and wife between parents and children between siblings in a business setting in an outfit in a church in a department the spirit of oneness the spirit of understanding each other the spirit of unity you are released into my life and into my space pray pray you will see the power of god make it happen you will see the anointing of god make it happen you will witness greater progress speedy progress greater result in all you do in jesus name as i get ready to prophesy upon every one of us stretch your hand towards the screen and towards here and let me pray for you father in the name of jesus we rebuke the virus called disunity lack of oneness irreconcilable differences attacking homes attacking outfits attacking communities attacking nations we say die today in jesus name he said what god has put together let no one put asunder whatever be that evil tearing apart people and persons that should pull in the same direction we command the hand of the enemy to be weakened and i ask for grace for everyone who has had me today grace from you to cope grace to accept what they cannot change and live a happy and fulfilled life despite receive it in jesus name your life will not break down your marriage will not break down your business will not pack up your network will not dry up your resources will not dry up everything that can be pull you down we remove today in jesus name we pray for healings for everyone that may be sick i prophesy total healing we prophesy increase and abundance upon resources even despite the lockdown your own heaven will open lockdown will not lock your life down what god has done for you that is making you happy will increase we enlarge and what is giving you pains will be removed by the anointing and the impartation of today you'll be a better person forward ever backward never the lord bless you and bless everything connected with you in jesus name now may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god fellowship of the holy ghost be upon everyone now and forevermore amen let your amen be louder over there so we see again on thursday at the prayer mountain god bless you god bless you thank you so much for listening to this podcast and ensure you subscribe to get more podcasts to keep you on the success track while others say there is a casting down for you that you'll be a lifting up i love you